Hello. All right. So I need to turn my volume up so I can actually hear. Apparently, my allergies are doing weird things to my voice today. So <laughs> this is it. Hey, I understand. <laughs> All right. Um. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Falls in Love. I am Nicole. Um. Because I don't know how to work Anchor properly, y'all are probably going to hear that beginning before I actually did the intro, but it's fine. It's cool. We're still all in quarantine. So, you know, girl, we got to we gotta look past it. We got to look past it. Um, anyway, <laughs> so tonight with me, I have a man in the honeycomb hideout. Um, I have author Chris Stevens. Should I call you Chris or CJ? Either one is fine. I, I answer to either. <laughs> okay. Because I, um, I have two like children CJs in my life and so right. <laughs> it seems a little odd so I'm gonna call him Chris um, but anyway how you doing tonight Chris I'm great how about you you know I'm chilling just trying to get through every day of uh, self isolation one day oh, at a time Lord. <laughs> one month in I don't know I don't know how long we going I don't know I don't know how anyone else is dealing with it but I'm gonna tell you even if some, I don't even I don't even like to call myself an introvert because people use that way too much anyway Mm-hmm. But I am going to tell you that sitting on my butt for a month is not ideal for me, even though I'm not really a I'm more of a homebody. So <sighs> maybe 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 they'll come up with a cure or something. I don't know. But more time to write, you know, <laughs> exactly. More time to write for sure. Um, so for this interview with Chris tonight, I'm going to uh, kick it a little old school. What falls on love? We haven't um, asked this question in quite a while, but. Uh, for those of you who have lived um, in the, oh God, uh, years with an S, it's been in existence. Wow. Um, yeah. So why do you write romance, right? You could have chose to write anything, literary fiction, Western, sci-fi, um, two polar bears that are buddy cops and they hunt kangaroos. <laughs> but you chose romance. Why? Oh, man. Well, the story with Rome, me and romance or erotica actually begins in college. That's when Zane was really popping. And, you know, the Sex Chronicles and Nerv- Nervous is still one of my favorite books ever. I really want to write something as good as Nervous. I'm still working towards that. But once I realized that it wasn't any shame in enjoying the written word and the freaky deaky, I was like, you know what? I'm all in. So even though my background is in journalism, I've been a high school sports reporter, college sports reporter on and off for about 18, 19 years now. So I always wanted to write books in the back of my mind. So I wrote short stories that I would put on like different, you know, message boards and blogs and different things. And I didn't really get serious about writing until 2014 when I got fired from a job that I hated anyway. And I was, I mean, you know, that's usually how things come around. You know, you get these epiphanies when you want to strangle your boss and then you realize that, you know, your freedom is better than being behind bars. So I started writing, you know, just basic fiction, like short stories about, you know, friendship, family. And my first full on romance erotica um, book was a book called When Innocence Becomes Experience. And that was in July of 2017. So I'm still working towards becoming like, you know, more well-versed in romance, but it's still a favorite genre of mine to write because even, you know, even though men have, you know, this rep as not being very romantic or very, you know, I, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, you know, in terms of like, you know, writing romance or reading romance, it's actually a fun genre for me to read and write. So I was like, you know what, 
going to stop caring what people think. I'm going to write what's from my heart. And here we are. That's what's up. I was going to ask you about that, actually, because there are probably a handful of men that I know that um, write romance, particularly. Um, A lot of men write some contemporary fiction that kind of straddles the line a bit or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But what has been your experience as a man who has said, no, I'm going to write romance and this is what, like, it's not the only thing that you write. Um, I do want to be clear about that because you do have uh, books that are not strictly romance. But for you to say, I am going to, you know, write a romance, like, how has the reception to that been? Surprisingly, actually very good. Like, um, the book that I wrote last spring, um, Extra Extra, was a book about a journalist who falls in love with a divorcee. And Mm -hmm. it's been one of my more popular books and it's only been out about a year like I, it's the one that gets the most sales it's got the most reviews so apparently there's a small market for you know male romance writers and I'm it, it was actually very encouraging to me because when innocence becomes experience with just straight film I mean there wasn't you know you know a a makeup to breakup scenario it was people engaging in certain sexual acts for the first time and, you know, learning from those experiences. Hence the title when innocence becomes experience. Extra Extra was my first full-on romance. And for people to actually embrace it the way they have is, was really encouraging. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to stick with this for a while. Yeah, I, um, like I was saying, like I, like I grew up obviously reading romance, particularly Black romance. Um, and I don't know if he necessarily considers himself to be romance, but like Eric Jerome Dickey is like the first guy that I think of when it's like, okay, are there any men who write romance? I'm like, yeah, EJD. <laughs> and they're like, who else? And I'm like, uh, mm, well, that's it. That's Google the list. Here. <laughs> <laughs> and there are a couple other guys. Um, I would be remiss not to mention them. Um, uh, Wayne Jordan, I know, is one. Uh, Keith Kareem Williams is another one. Keith Thomas Walker. So there are a few um, on the indie side, particularly. I think uh, even B Love has a couple on her roster. Um, but I, I'm I'm liking this. I'm liking seeing uh, men not being afraid to take the bull by the horns and say, you know, fuck it, I'm gonna write, you know, a love story because that's essentially all romances like I think a lot of people think that it's like smut and erotica but like those are subsections of romance mm-hmm. but not the, all that the genre is about and so I just think that um it's a, I mean it's important in any genre to get representation from all facets of life um so I I know that it's a female dominated uh writer uh centric female dominated uh genre yeah. but I just think that um I just think that, and and <laughs> I want to say something that makes me sound like a pick me bitch, but whatever. <laughs> but I think that men bring a different sort of perspective, um, particularly when it comes to romance um, about like how guys process what women do. And so, um, I would like to I would like to see more men actually writing romance and read more of it. Um, just because I just think it would be interesting. I absolutely agree. And I think the thing about being a man stepping into a woman's dominated genre is my grandmother always said, when you visit somebody's house, you know, don't come in there with dirty ass feet, you know, be, 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 be respectful, 
you know, be 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 um be honest about your intentions, be respectful of other people's space, other people's art. And that's why I really kind of sort of, you know, dipped my toe in the water a little bit three years ago because I didn't want to be the guy that ends up on those worst writing <laughs> lists that come out every yeah. year when these <laughs> and, and it, it's so strange because when I first saw the list of, you know, like love scenes that were like the worst love right worst love scene, sex scene writing, it's that is a male dominated field. And what's confusing about it is is like and I'm and I'm not one to cast aspersions on anyone's personal dating life because it's really none of my business. Yeah. But I gotta wonder, have any of these some of these guys ever seen a woman before? <laughs> it's really, it's really confusing to me that and it's and it's funny you mentioned Eric Jerome Dickey because he was one of the first guys that I read that actually did, you know, see women, especially black women in a romantic space as like fully figured human beings. Like they weren't like, you know, an ideal or an unreachable plateau. They were just basic human, not not basic, I mean, but just human beings who craved love and affection just like everybody else. But also, but also one thing I like is that his women are badasses. That's one thing I've tried to mold my writing in 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 the in the Air Jerome Dickey mold is that I don't want the the women in my romances to be like, you know, like passive. I want them to be as badass, as cool, and as independent and as sexy as they want to be. Because yeah, I, I oh, because I feel like, you know, if you're gonna be a man writing romance, you can't let your you know, personal choices or what you prefer inform the characters that you write. You know, you got to step outside the box a little bit. So, and I feel like Eric Jerome Dickey does that with a, a lot with his women characters. And that's something I've tried to follow. He absolutely does. And I think that like, we have to do that as well on our end, sort of like step out of the box and make sure that we're not writing the same kind of dude like over and over and over again because mm-hmm. um, that just gets boring to read because it's like okay romance is quote-unquote a fantasy but in actuality most of it is really reality based and so um, I just think that it's it's smart for people <laughs> to put some variety in there mm-hmm. so if someone is you know a reader of your work they're not just reading the same type of characterizations over and over again and I almost um almost spilled a secret i was about to say yeah when you said that you like to write women that are bold i was like "Mm, yeah i read something and i was like yes he does like to write a bold woman does he (laughs) well (laughs) but that hasn't come out yet so we're not you know i'm just teasing the people a little bit. well now they know it's coming though and i appreciate that (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, for sure for sure um so uh where was i oh so do you find it easy to like connect with fellow romance writers and create ties within this space i would say on twitter definitely because that's that's basically my main you know thing that's that's basically my main marketing tool anyway like i get up and check twitter before i do anything else in during the course of my day like it's just the great addiction so and, and, and when i started writing I didn't know that the, I think I, when my first book came out, it was August, 2014. I wasn't aware that the indie, you know, community was as large as it was until I started seeing like, you know, different, you know, hashtag chats and things of that nature. And it was like, okay, so I'm not exactly, you know, the only weirdo in this. There's a whole group of us, you know, it's like literally hundreds of people who, you know, want their stories out there. And 
as far as like the romance side of it, because once again, it is a woman dominated genre. I just, again, I'm not, you know, I come in as a visitor. I come in as, a, as, a, as you know, I keep my, as I, grandma, God rest your soul. I keep my feet clean. So when I walk in, I'm listening to what y'all have to say. I'm, you know, re, I'm reading your books most importantly, because let's see, there's you, there's Tasha Harris, Tasha L. Harrison. There's Eliza David, Chintia Higgins, Katrina Jackson. I read all y'all's books and it's, it's a homework lesson for me. It's like, okay, how can I be as good as these women are from a male perspective? So, and, and, and everybody that I've mentioned for the most part has kind of embraced the, you know, the idea that, you know, a man, a male romance writer is among them is among you guys. And all, Oh my God, I also forgot DL white. Can't leave out DL white. And following all y'all and you guys have embraced me and encouraged me in such a way that it's like, yeah, I can do this. So I would say it's been very, you know, easy to kind of sort of form a, a bond with folks in a community with a fellow indie romance writers, because right now, as it seems, especially for those of us that have a, as Curtis Mayfield would say, we, the people who are darker than blue have a, we, we all we got. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's just dead ass. I, um, I came into this whole writing thing kind of with a, not with a built-in fan base, but with a built-in author friend situation. Mm -hmm. So it made the transition into like really getting into the scene a bit easier. And then plus I'm just a mixy type broad anyway. So I just get (laughs) in there. Um, But it's interesting that there are like sub factions within um, the larger romance community. And that's not me saying that people are cliquish or standoffish. It's just that people who have similar um, styles of writing, people who are writing similar types of works uh, tend to gravitate towards one another. And so you find your tribes and you sort of build from there, um, which I just think is probably the probably one of the most coolest things about this entire experience. Um, I know you mentioned earlier that you also, um, that your uh, background is in journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do you think that um, the writing that you do outside of fiction writing sort of influences your craft? Honestly, I'm trying to reach a point where never the tween shall meet because okay. for me, for Chris Stevens, the romance writer, for the, the creative writer, the actual training from journalism, from years of journalism school and writing, rewriting, editing, newspaper stories, they kind of bleed over together. And I look at some of my dialogue and it feels kind of robotic because that's what they teach you in journalism school. Like, don't get too cute. You know, just just get straight to the point. But in romance, the point is to be cute. <laughs> so my, <Yep. laughs> my, my thing is, is like I am trying, even though I'm still, you know, working in journalism part time. My thing is, is I want to be able to have two brains in that in that perspective It's just, OK, one is going to write how this team won this game. The other one is going to talk to you about how this beautiful couple, this tall, dark, handsome man and this badass woman meet and they, you know, meet, consummate their relationship and live happily ever after (laughs) or happy for now. So I'm trying to get to the point where I can separate the two, especially from a, you know, a writing, a skill as far as writing skill, because like I said, I hate, I hate some of my dialogue. I mean, 
I haven't had any complaints from readers yet, but I'm just like, yo, I'm just really trying to fix this shit because golly, I, it almost looks like I'm in a sports store, <laughs> and that's not what I want. Yeah. Do you um when when you when you think about like trying to improve your dialogue and things like that, I'm diverting a bit uh, from the questions I sent you, but um when you think about like trying to improve that, like what ways do you work to do that? Like, I know for me personally, when I think about writing dialogue, I almost sometimes just say it out loud to see if it sounds silly, like coming out of my mm-hmm. mouth, you know. Um, but like, what are some ways that you work to like try to punch up your dialogue a bit so it doesn't sound like quotes from a news piece? My thing is, is I just try to avoid, you know, I probably should start reading my stuff out loud, but believe it or not, even though we're about. 17 minutes into this I actually I absolutely hate the sound of my voice so so me so me so me reading my stuff out loud is is something I'm still working towards but I just try to remind myself that you know you're creating a whole different world you're creating characters you're creating human beings so let them be who they are let this world exist as it is let your character speak for you you don't have to tell people that this person is talking you don't have to tell them that this person is talking, just let them talk. So I'm getting better with that. And hopefully the uh, aforementioned work that must not be named and hasn't been named yet will will reflect that. (laughs) Right on, right on. Um, I mean, so, uh, well, never mind. I'm I'm not going to go into that. We can talk about that part (laughs) offline. But um, I was going to say, damn, I lost my train of thought just that fast because... I'm like a bird and I see a shiny thing and I'm just like, oh, what's that? <laughs> um, my gosh. Um, so tell me, uh, who are you reading these days? What 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 what's on your Kindle machine or on your bookshelves? Or... Wow, bookshelves, really? Bookshelves, bookshelves, <laughs> It's all the same. <laughs> um, I'm. I, I I really my 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 weekend challenge. Now that I'm about halfway through the uh, WIP is I am going to get into you guys' uh, cruise series. So okay. that is my weekend homework assignment. I will be reading that. But as 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 previously mentioned, I read your work. Um, I got to get into Chintzia's latest. Um, the title escapes me right now, and I'm going to slap myself in, when I remember it offline. Um, an Illicit. An Illicit Seduction, seduction. yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check into that. I've I've greatly enjoyed her work. Um, Holiday Honey is one of my favorites. I really wish there was such a market for such a thing, but that's a personal story for another time. Um, I'm still, I've, I've read most of everybody's back catalog. Like I said, yours, Chinsia's, D.L. White's, um, Tasha L. Harrison's, and I'm always looking for more. So if you happen to be listening to this and we aren't following each other on Twitter yet, let's make that happen. Uh, my Twitter handle is at CJ Writes and Thangs, the letter N-T-H-A-N-G-S and you'll obviously see me um, at some point along your timeline saying something crazy and either Nicole, Chintzy or Dia will just hit me with a sir and I'm just like wait a minute what I do? So you, you, you will see me eventually and, it, and I don't bite you know I love to talk about writing so if, we, if, we're, if you're an indie romance writer and we aren't following each other yet let's uh, rectify that so I can, I can get to your work as well so- yeah, uh, and CJ is a good Twitter follow. Um, I am very discerning in who I follow on Twitter, um, and that has no bearing on anyone in their lives. It's just really my moods, um, and sometimes I don't like to see a lot of bullshit, mm-hmm. and sometimes people just share a lot of bullshit. Especially these days. Um, but what I do like 
um, on CJ's timeline is that it's a mix of things. So it's not just all writing. It's not just all whatever. And then you do this really cool thing where you do the CJ asked uh, ah, yeah. questions. That's a weird that thing, right? Is probably, you know, another way that you can find me. Um, it's hashtag CJ asked. It's every Friday night that I'm not working. Um, I just pretty much hit you guys with 25 random questions, you know, just to kind of make your Friday night a little easier, especially now that we're on lockdown, that you could just, you know, see these questions, answer them, you know, you might even make new friends during the whole thing. So, yeah, CJS is just something that I started, I want to say, probably 2016, 2017. And I was just like, you know what? I'm bored on a Friday night. Let me ask my followers some questions. What y'all talking about? What's good? And, you know, it just took off from there. Another one of my followers gave me the hashtag like six months ago because I didn't have one. It was just like it was originally just Friday night questions, but she suggested you should call the CJS. I was like, you know what? That's a good idea. So shout out to OMG Shantae on Twitter for giving me that uh, hashtag. Greatly appreciate it. That's what's up. I um I, I like reading the answers to them because <laughs> I'm nosy. Um, and sometimes like some of the questions will like someone will give an answer and I'm like, oh, that's a little plot bunny. Like, hold <laughs> on, let me see how I can but hey, what is the moving around? Like when you were asking about people, like if they had any interesting stories like about their first car and all that, I was like, huh. Bookmark, bookmark. <laughs> Inspiration's everywhere, you know. Yes. You know, you just got to look around. That's it, and I absolutely do mind the people's lives on my social media feeds for <laughs> content, without a doubt. Um, don't be mad at it. Just recognize yourself in the book one. Um, <laughs> so I have a question that's kind of awkward and weird to ask. Um, and I didn't put it on the questions that I sent you because I forgot, um, because I think I'd had a drink that night. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> um, so we'll never, uh, okay. So <laughs> I'm like, fuck it. Why, might as well ask. So when it comes to writing sex. Okay. Now we in my wheelhouse. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> how like how do you like are you comfortable doing it or better yet how do you do it right like not how do you do it (laughs) but um because some people write um they'll write the entire narrative and then they go back and they put the sex scenes in then um or are you a person that's like me where it's chronological so like when i get to the point and they about to do it i got to write them do that's that's how i do it too because i can't you know the build the buildup is everything. You know, we learned this, we've learned this early on in writing novels is that the payoff is everything, but there has to be a buildup to it. So I can't yep. in good conscience just start writing about people, you know, having sex without there being some kind of, you know, tension or, you know, something leading into it. So that's yep. that's how I do it too. Like I can't, you know, like the short story that you made me uh, go ahead and put on my blog that I was hemming and hawing about. Like, if you guys ever go to my blog, it's chrisstevenswrites.wordpress.com. Um, you could tell the tension was there. Like, you know, even even though it was a hookup story, and you could still there was a backstory to it that you know, yeah, they she recognizes him. He doesn't know that she recognizes him from you know his previous life or what have you, and. It just it just ends up being a really good time overall. So you have to for me, I mean, I'm not going to say you have to because people have their different ways of writing. But for me, 
I have to lead into it. I can't just, you know, go ahead and say, bam, here's the sex and then right around. I'm like, okay, here's how they meet. Here's how they kind of like, you know, start to build the tension. And then it's party time. Whoa, it's party time. <laughs> Having a party. That's how you got to do it. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like I, I, I like I have uh, writer friends or whatever. They're like, oh, no, I'll just like put like insert sex scene here and then I'll go back and write it. And I'm like, man, how do you get back like into that mind frame? Like that's so, but I can't write out of order anyway. So I think that has a big chunk to do with why that wouldn't work for me. But, um, oh, okay. last question. Actually, no, <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm lying. Um, <laughs> second to last question. Um, do you input yourself and or your uh, friends and family members into your works or like pieces of them? So not like a direct, if you know, your friend Joe picked up a book and read it, he'd be like, oh, nigga, you wrote this about me. Like, <laughs> do you use like people from your actual life and put There's them into a funny books? story about that. And it was the, honestly, what was it? Oh, it was the third book I wrote. It was a Christmas family drama called Miracles Need Wings to Fly. That's my second most popular novel. And everybody in my family swears that book is about them. And, you know, because my family <laughs> in certain in certain spurts is very dysfunctional. So without going into detail. So when I wrote Miracles, I think it was during the time that I was just sick of everybody. So I think I, th- I, I think I think the actual family drama just kind of, you know, came from there. But there I mean, I, my, my mother thinks it's about her. She thinks, you know, a couple of the characters are about, you know, my siblings and different things like that. And I'm like, do y'all like, did you read the book? Did, 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 I mean, do you see your name anywhere in there? Do you see anything that even remotely sounds like you? No. So. But it, that's, you know, that's the one that my family keeps reading. I guess maybe they I guess maybe they feel like, you know, I'm calling people out when I'm really not. But if it brings us closer together, so be it. But for the most part, there will be, you know, bits and pieces, bits and pieces, pardon me, of people that I know or have met. And it, you know, I, w- I will do that from time to time. But most of the time I try to create like people, you know, that I don't know or I, or that I would like to know. You know, people that I would like to be friends with, people that I would, you know, like to hang out with, women that I would like to date, you know, that type of thing. So, I mean, and there and there will be times when, you know, I'll think about like, you know, a woman I used to know or a crush I used to have. Like, I wonder what she's up to now. She really used to be cool, and I was just like, you know what, you know, take some of her character traits, make a female lead, make a woman lead out of her. Bam. And so it happens from time to time, but more often than not, I try to create outside because. You know, you you know, I keep because I had a writing class that I taught when I once worked at the library, and I always referenced. Um, remember the movie uh, that Drew Barrymore starred in, Riding in Cars with Boys, and she yeah. had to go away cross country to get the baby daddy to sign one of those waiver forms. And I always yeah. told my writers in that workshop that your best friend is the writer's disclaimer that we have to put in every one of our books, so people. So people will either not hound you about it or not try to get anything from you from a, you know, legal perspective. 
So mm-hmm. I reference that all the time. I always try to keep that movie in mind when I'm writing because I really don't want people thinking, this is about me. I'm going to get that $5 from his uh, K- KDP account. And I'm like, no, you're not. You will do no such thing. <laughs> you will do no such thing. So I try to avoid, you know, people that I know, but sometimes the people that I know just kind of bleed into it by accident and I just ride it out. Yeah, I um, and it, it's funny because I've had people say, you know, oh, you should write a book about me. And I'm like, mm, I think you think your life is way more interesting mm-hmm. than it is. <laughs> but it's always the people who don't say that, but they have the most interesting interactions and things that I'm like, yeah, for real, that happened. And then I'm over in my notes app like, okay, let's go ahead and mind this for God's <laughs> Because some of the best fodder honestly comes from like random conversations mm-hmm. that I have with friends about things that like don't even have to necessarily to do with, you know, dating or relationships or anything. But like it'll be a one off like, oh, girl, let me tell you about this thing that happened. I'm like, oh, that's funny. Stealing <laughs> it. <laughs> and I'll text them and be like, yo, I'll put that in a book. Sorry. <laughs> hey, they'll just be they'll just they'll just be famous by proxy. It is what it is. <laughs> That's it. They'll love it. They can read it and see themselves and go, I feel seen. And I think that's probably one of the things that is the most fun about writing, you know, being an indie writer is that you never know who you're going to get to because if we had to wait to be like, you know, you know, confirmed, you know, by publishing houses and different things, we'd never get our stories out and people who would write, who would read our stuff would never see themselves in the characters. So I think that's the beautiful thing about being an indie author is that the stories we create, we put them out when we want to, and eventually somebody's going to see themselves in them or relate or enjoy the story, and then, you know, we we, we on easy street from there. Yeah, I think that's probably, like, the most validating thing for me um, in all of this, um, because I always tell people, you know, I write these stories just to get them out of my head, um, and once they are out there, they no longer belong to me, um, because if I take ownership of them in the way that I typically do with anything that is like my creative output then I would get way more offended by people's reactions and stuff like that so I have to sort of like distance myself from it but like validation is someone hitting you up and being like yo I read this and it reminded me of this part of my life oh my gosh thank you for putting this into words thank you for you know saying this yada 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 um, those little interactions like I'm like okay you know I might be on the right path or something I, I might be onto something <laughs> yeah might that's that right. I mean I'll never forget the first time somebody that wasn't a friend or a family member hit me up and it was about when innocence becomes experience and that was the first time someone had ever said you write women like Eric Jerome Dickey and I literally I'm not the most you know athletic person in the world but I hit a cartwheel. I was like, we doing it. That's what I wanted. I was, oh my God. Yes. That's a great compliment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So you just never know who's out there reading. And that's something that I would probably say to anybody who's listening to this, that might be curious about writing or is writing. and feels kind of stuck because God knows writer's block can make a monkey out of all of us is that you just have to keep at it because you never know when that door is going to crack. Like, Six years in and eight books in, I can't say that my door has cracked yet, 
But every every little bit, I still hear a little bit of a creak. So I'm just going to keep on going until that joint cracks. And then I'm just going to slip on through. Hey, that's it. Like, honestly and truly, like, that's that's all all of us can ever do. Because I, I, I think that when you get caught up in thinking that you deserve accolades or thinking that, you know, oh, these people haven't noticed me yet. Why haven't they noticed me? I'm so dope. I'm so this. I'm so that. You know, you detract yourself from the real goal, which is to provide a landscape that shows a variety of experiences and mm-hmm. a variety of hues, you know, so people can actually read something and relate to it as opposed to having to contort themselves to, you know, find some shred of relatability, um, particularly when it comes to, you know, mainstream uh, writing or whatever. But um, I could go on and on about that, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. keep you all night. I do want to say and thank, thank you so for having me. For I really on. appreciate it. I, um, I haven't done a podcast. Um, I haven't been a guest on someone else's podcast in years. So this was fun. Oh, that's dope. I um, I was going to say, I'm never a podcast guest, but that's a lie because I literally recorded <laughs> two in the past two weeks. And so I think that it, it, it's, it's interesting to be on the other side of it as someone who is a podcaster. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate you coming on um, and, you know, sharing your perspective um, and letting the people get to know you. And once again, if you guys want to follow CJ, um, his Twitter handle is CJ writes in the letter N thangs. Yes, man. H A N G S. Um, so <laughs> Negrodian, I love it. <laughs> and then his blog is Chris Stevens writes. Yes, yes. Right. Yay! Shout out to Henry. <laughs> she didn't let me down today. But yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much again. Thank you for having me. Greatly appreciate it. On. All right. All right, bye-bye.